0: Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of Jiu-Jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at thebjjphysio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu Jitsu. Visit RollUnion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest Jiu Jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards and premium soft Jiu Jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Hey, we're here at the Road to Black podcast, episode 44. I'm here with my man, Wes. So, you know, my name's Paul Paul Uh my, co- my co-host right here is uh, Wesley Reed, Dr. Wesley Reed. He runs a basically a physio company. So he's on Instagram, the BJJ Physio. Um, you guys know him. If you've listened here, we've been 44 episodes in. I hope so. I hope you guys. Are, I know some of you have reached out for some of his services today. We want to talk about, um, some of the the latest and greatest that Wes is doing. He works with primarily only jujitsu athletes now, I believe. And um, so I really wanted versus us just kind of chatting about what we do. We're both entrepreneurs. We both have businesses. You've heard that before versus just spending a couple of minutes here or there. We're going to kind of do a deep dive into something Wes talked about briefly in the last episode or two is some of the new programming he's doing and some of the new software. So I'm personally looking to get some more wearable tech. I'm trying to like move into that direction more. I'm waiting for the new Apple Watch to come out just because I want to have some kind of wearable baseline for my own health. And, but I saw one of our friends post something, a nice little wearable that you sent him, hooked him up with. Let's, uh, just welcome in west right now. He's gonna tell us a little about the program and what he's been working with some of his athletes with uh what's it called? What's that what's the software called?
1: The software that I am using right now is called Morpheus.
0: Morpheus. Yeah.
1: So it's um How you doing, Wes? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um <laughs> I put you man, right on the spot. Yeah, put me right on it. No, that's good. Uh I'm doing awesome. I'm training really well right now. I'm uh you know, this is the stuff that we're gonna talk about is I mean, I'm I believe in it. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I'm using it for myself. I have, I have an athlete um, who has come to me a couple of months ago. Uh, and he's doing, I think he's doing Nogi Worlds next month. He trains at a really high level school. And I, I mean, I talked to him today. Yeah. And he's like, the expectation right now for them is they need to be rolling at 100% and doing at least three comp classes. And he's like, my cardio has never been better. He told me today, he was like, this is probably the best that I've ever trained. Oh, great. And it's like, you know, and a lot of this is the style of training that I'm, I'm programming and, um, also some of the tech that, that we use. So, um, it's pretty innovative stuff. And I'm excited to see this type of stuff enter the jujitsu realm. Mm-hmm. Um, If anybody's listened or seen my Instagram, I've said it periodically throughout the history is that I think the jujitsu programming and the way that we train for competition is severely lacking. And I think that, um, I think we're really far behind to be quite honest. You look at every other sport, every other, especially pro sports. I mean, jujitsu is turning into a pro it's turning into a pro environment. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we have amateur stuff, which this tech that I use is not expensive. I mean, it, everybody can, it's it's certainly affordable. Um, but the way that we train and the way that a lot of these, uh, pr- if you look at the way that the pros do it and any other major sport, I mean, they're using all kinds of technology just like this. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to see it come to the jujitsu arena and nobody's really doing this quite yet. Um, there's a few other people out there that I know that are doing it for, um, MMA, which is where the guy that I've done all this training with, he has, he trained, uh, Mighty Mouse Johnson, which, uh, if you think about when he was training and he was fighting MMA, I mean, he had so many titled. I think he's. I don't know if he still does. But he's still
0: fighting. He
1: still he's still fighting, but he also in the UFC for a long time had the most title defenses.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, he's one well. of the goats. He's one of the goats. He's for sure. he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer for yeah. sure. Um, so anyway, he's he considered was, by many one of the best ever. For sure,
1: and there's no doubt pound, about it. Yeah. And the thing was, is this guy uh, he didn't. I know. For, so to go into some of his stuff, I know for a fact he didn't have hard cuts on his, his mm-hmm. training. He, he wasn't cutting 20 and 30 pounds the day of the, the day of or the week of. He, his, if you remember how he fought, he had a, what seemed to be an unlimited gas tank. And that was one of the things that made him so special is that the guy would just outpace mm-hmm. people and just he just piece people up. At that, um, at that weight, at that weight, at that weight—that's saying something. Where every, all those light guys have gas tanks, but he yeah. has something. There was something different in, in what he was doing. And the guy that I trained with, uh, that I've taken a lot of this coursework with and trained with—I did a three-day live event with him just this week. Um, he was using all this tech with him mm-hmm. back when he was do- dominating the UFC.
0: What was his partner? What was his
1: role in that camp? He was his strength and conditioning coach. Okay. So he wasn't doing the skills development. Yeah. His name is Joel Jamison. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's anybody on the planet that knows more about cardio than Joel Jamison. Yeah. He's done. He's worked with uh GSP. He's worked with yeah. mighty mouse Johnson. I mean the who's who he's worked with a bunch of pros in different sports. Um, but he's primarily known for his work in MMA and he was using a lot of these same techniques and a lot of the same tech that, And a lot of this stuff, actually, this stuff's fairly new, uh, for even for him, he's, he's taken a lot of this stuff and produced his own kind of way of putting it Mm -hmm. all together. But,
0: um, I'm sure it's, I'm sure every, it's like every piece of tech, right? It's, it's evolving every single year. Yeah. You know, like they're just probably at the cusp of some of this getting athletes to use this stuff. And it's just, it's going to be, I mean, It's never going to go backwards. This whole realm of no, I don't think it is. It'll be stuff where it's embedded in us, you know. The tech it'll be embedded in us someday. Some if if that doesn't as already exist, I don't know. I'm sure it does actually. It's probably things you can get embedded in you. But um, it's cool to see where it's going. It's just a matter of getting it out to. With jujitsu especially, it's like MMA. Look how far MMA's come in the last 20 years. And really with that stuff like that. high caliber training you're talking Mm -hmm. like you know 20 15 years max in mma it's been Mm -hmm. the last 15 years where the training has really been the gsp type training you know yeah specialized in i mean he was one of the ones that really developed that you remember when oh yeah Everyone else was training. They would be in their own camp. They'd be doing their own thing. And GSP is like, he's training over here in Montreal. He's training in New York. He's specializing. He's using Mm -hmm. all the latest and greatest tech. He's investing a lot of money in his body and his physicality. And it paid off. I mean, but he was, think about it when GSP was killing it. They they weren't all cut from the same cloth in terms of nowadays, you see many more of those high level yeah and guys that are more the the performance institute the ufc performance for sure yeah like now fighters are offered these things all this high-tech recovery and all this stuff where gsp was at the fourth because i I used i was a huge mma fan during his reign and people forget like he was just cut above everyone else you know the guys he was fighting and it was just like in terms of that, af- you look at the guy. For sure. In terms of the yeah. athleticism and
1: and and that was still the day where guys were still punching each other's brains in until yeah, exactly they couldn't go yeah. anymore until they couldn't go anymore. A lot of those guys were going in already yeah. concussed. Oh yeah. Into into the ring, you know, and and to kind of dive into the stuff that we're talking about. I mean, concussions they will destroy your ability to recover to be cognitively available and function cognitively mm-hmm. i mean they they take all that away they will put you in a state of brain fog you 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 can't do when you're concussed even you know they say like a, a, about after 30 days things should start to resolve after 30 days there's um it becomes a lot more complicated to resolve for concussions to resolve and they call it uh, i think it's like prolonged concussive syndrome or something Mm -hmm. like that, where it it just becomes harder to, uh, to manage. Right. Um, And so the, there's, 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 there's specialists that that, uh, specialize in even rehabbing people from concussions. Oh yeah. But the the, the point is that, uh, you know, GSP was smart and same with Mighty Mouse Johnson. These guys were smart in the way that they were trained and they were, uh, they were not working themselves into the grave before yeah. they even stepped into the ring, and that's um, to tie this that's back really into, it, to jujitsu. Yeah. I mean, right? most of these guys, even to this day, are going to walk into the competition arena, and they're already going to be feeling like shit. Yeah, they're going to be overtrained. They're going to be, um, and I'll explain that overtraining type. Yeah, people a lot. Of, there's like all this. Debate is it overtraining and under recovering, and there's lots of different ideas on this. But a lot of those guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it simple. I'm going to keep the verbiage simple. I'm going to use the term overtraining. A lot of these guys are overtrained, and they're already in a, a physiological state of of stress and fatigue, and they're yeah. already in a recovery debt, and they're not going to be able to. they're it's going to
0: affect people's. A tremendous ability. amount of actions <laughs> yeah. in early. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how it almost seems like that. I don't know the number, but that would seem like ninety percent. Yeah. Like they're training their asses off, destroy like cause you training intensifies typically, leading yeah. up to a tournament. I mean, you gotta get the hard rounds in, you gotta get the rounds in, you gotta get the, the time on the mat, the cardio, and you know. I'm sure there's guys out there, guys and gals that do it right and take the proper amount of time off and really let your body recover and maybe do some mental training before. But, man, it's tough because you get in that flow state with jiu-jitsu. i sure other sports, you want to keep that going, even though it's at a detriment to your body and, you, and really your performance capability. You know, yep. the, you're, you're in the last week and you're like, I'm going to train this week, but I'll take a couple days off before the tournament. That's what usually what people do totally a day, a day or two, but up until then you're going hard. Well, mm-hmm. how much recovery are you really doing in that two days? Very especially, little. especially if you're like most of us, some bank, you're, or most guys are going into stuff banged up. Yeah. It, especially if you're competing all the time. Yeah. You know, this isn't like a UFC where you have two fights in a year. Yeah, and you have 6 months to do what you want. Most guys like in the amateur ranks or even the pros in jiu-jitsu, I would say in the amateur ranks 100%. Guys that are competing IBJJF and stuff at a serious level, they're trying to go to all the main events once a month mm-hmm. at least usually. Yeah. Um, you know, the pros maybe not so much. They're still training hard, but you know, you're not seeing Gordon Ryan fight even when he was fighting all the time, it wasn't every month, you know. Yeah. So, it's just hard to say, but I'm saying even recreational athletes amateur athletes probably even more so because they don't that and that's what i was going with like mma it's 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 somewhat new a new sport so now it's taken like 30 years and since you know whatever it is it's really 20 years of modern a- mma I For mean, sure 2000 yeah you know i mean even like the chuck liddell days were like 2005 so maybe, you know, maybe 15 Man. to 20 years in modern MMA um, and the the tech and all that has gotten, it's just within the last five or 10 years, that's become available just to the pros. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So it's almost like, a, as you know, with everything, like it's like a trickle down effect. When do the amateurs have the time, have the ability to pay for these things, have the the knowledge and the wherewithal to even use them. You know, as an amateur athlete, these people don't really have and this is where I'm going with this. They don't have someone, they don't have a camp. So they don't have somebody focusing all that time. But that's exactly where you come in. That's right. And that's, that's I mean, that this literally what we're looking yeah, at is you're filling sure. this gap that is really going to exist where amateurs can now have a personal assistant in their pocket that's teaching and helping with this stuff. That's why I think it's just so promising. And it's gonna there's gonna be a lot. The guy that you're talking about with MMA, mm-hmm. with with what's his name? Uh Mighty Mouse? Mm-hmm. That guy? Joel, Joel Jameson. That guy was you before, right? I mean he was just a guy that has these awesome programs and then he's working with athletes in his case, which could be your case in six months from now, working with the best in the world. Yeah. Oh that's, so that's, that's why it's We funny, have to point the- that out. Yes, we have to point that out. Is like That's the biggest, I think you would probably agree, is the biggest roadblock is getting the stuff to the people. Mm-hmm. The, the athletes aren't going to go and talk to the vendor and go do the research on their own. They need a coach that knows what the hell they're doing, that's had the training like you, that's went through this and understands what it's going to do for you, and then We'll see what athletes are serious and want to utilize this in their training yeah
1: yeah, and that's uh even there's even problems with you know some of this tech is is great but and and a lot of this data you can have all the data in the world, but if you don't know how to interpret it if you don't know what you're looking at it's just numbers it's just stuff you know and and that's even even with some of these uh wearable technology that we have like um I've tried whoop, I've tried biostrap. let's take both of those for instance, whoop and biostrap um some of the stuff that I'll talk about is heart rate variability, which is a lot of why that stuff um it's it's really what that stuff tracks is heart rate variability it gives an h r v gives a nice little hook look under the hood as to like what's going on and using uh what is it measures the the distance between your heartbeats is essentially what it is but Um, It's measuring the amount of stress and those um, devices, Whoop and BioStrap and Aura Ring, um, they're taking and sampling this data at random times throughout the day. And that's one of the things where a lot of this data gets really noisy because your heart rate variability, which is when we are we're, we're measuring the level of stress that you're under. um. That's gonna change whether if you're in the morning when you first wake up that's gonna change if you just looked at the twenty four hour news cycle that's gonna change if you just got done with a workout. that's gonna change if you're in bed asleep so this these wearable texts where they're constantly pinging your your heart rate variability, even that stuff is not great because it, it's not an accurate reflection of your true stress levels. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. it's taking things throughout the day, but it's not necessarily a standardized way to do it. So that's one of the things about this system that I use. You have it. You take it in the morning. You standardize it that way. You know exactly where you're at. Um, You it gives when things are standardized, it gives you baseline. things that it gives you a baseline and it gives you things to compare things to. Yeah. So you know, I take it in the mornings. This is my part of my recovery routine. So my it, it calculates a recovery score. I know that I had a good night's sleep last night, or I had a rough night's sleep last night. This is the amount of stress I'm under, um, and it gives you a nice standardized way so that whenever you start tracking your changes through your camp and you do things ev- the same way every day, you can you can literally see what you should see is a nice sinusoidal wave where, uh, for the camera, it should go up and then it should go down and then it should go up and it should go down because what that's saying is your HRV goes down after a workout. And i I should go through what exactly what HRV is before I go into this. Um, and I'll come back to this point, but you, sh- it should, you should put yourself under stress. Your HRV is going to drop. And then over a day or two, you should see your recovery score come back up. So you should be able to recover. So you should see this nice up and down wave throughout your training camp of add stress, recover, add more stress, recover better, add more stress, recover better. So you this is really how you prevent plateaus and and how to not go into your competition day feeling like
0: trash. Right. Because you can manage those ways once you understand them and what they're correlated to.
1: Right. And you can you can use that information to track or to make training day decisions. So if I know like, man, I've I'm having I've trained, you know, four days hard right in a row. And my I'm not seeing this up and down stress recovery, stress recovery, stress recovery. I'm just seeing it hit hit the shitter, Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, like, well, I'm especially, and this is a common thing I see with athletes, especially jujitsu athletes. They train hard throughout the whole week. They go, what is it? Maybe let's just take an arbitrary Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're going hard. Their recovery scores are going like this. They're going into the can. They take two days off over the weekend where they do basically nothing. And if you took an HRV, they still wouldn't be recovered because they were so far in an in an energy deficit mm-hmm. that now they've started Monday, their next training week, already in a state of fatigue. So they're less than what they were starting off. And then they're going to go through that exact same thing. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So they're putting themselves
0: there. Every week up, you're starting a less at and a less lower level. baseline. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's where some of this wearable technology and how you can take some of this stuff can really be a benefit because it, you can make training day decisions on. I'm not saying do, you don't go to the gym or you don't even work out. You change but push your workout. It, you change your workout. Yeah. So um, I was talking to this one of my guys here in the in my training group about this. There's a lot of different ways that you can do that. So you can do I call them rebound. Workouts or high performance recovery workouts, um, where you can ping, you can basically get a little bit of sympathetic. so for people that don't know what it is, the sympathetic nervous system is fight or flight or flight fight or flight system. Your parasympathetic system is rest and digest. and you want to be your recovery is along the parasympathetic pipeline and your, and your, your training is on the sympathetic pipeline. So, uh, and they basically work like a, uh, like a knob. So it's not one is on and one is off. It's which one is on more or which one is on less. So as you turn one up, you turn the, as you train more, you're turning the the knob towards the sympathetic dial. And then you need to be able to turn that dial back down to parasympathetic to recover. But if you're always turning that dial up then yeah. you never turn that get to turn that dial back down. So um, I was talking to um, one of the guys in here about how to design some of these, uh, I call them rebound or high-performance recovery workouts where you kind of can ping the sympathetic just lightly and you can actually get a rebound into the parasympathetic state if you do it right. So you have to have the dose right and you have to, get a nice cool down afterwards. So you should feel after at the end of your workout, like you should feel like the same as you walked into the gym. So you have to cool your heart rate down under a hundred. So when your heart rate's over a hundred, you're starting, you are in a sympathetic state. So you have to, you kind of ping that sympathetic system for a little bit, and then you bring your heart rate down below. And then you should start seeing your, yeah, it'll be it's a nice rebound mm-hmm. method to get you out of that cycle. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. So, but you can only do this because you're measuring everything. You
1: can only see, you'd only know if the dose is right if you're measuring
0: it. Yeah. So, so you, uh, you you're talking very specific workouts to really mm-hmm. fine tune that. Where I've heard guys talk about it before in terms of some of this wearable uh tech and measuring throughout tr- MMA guys, you know, I'll hear a guy be like, I can't remember who it was, but he was talking about he was using a lot of this more technology stuff where they're really measuring everything he was doing. It might have been Chad Mendez. Some recent podcast I heard. But uh they basically they're talking about the whole this whole thing and If you wake up and you you're in that state for him, this person, it was more, it was like, okay, I'm not doing jujitsu and wrestling today. I'm going to go do a light hike or a hill climb or something that, you know, that's less intensive. So they had it dialed in for what they need. Their needs were same thing. It's like, no active recovery day today. And he was talking as a fighter. If I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was kind of talking about just the struggle of that alone. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, that's another thing is to to manage your client if you're the coach. And if you're out there and you want to use something like this, you have to manage your own ego and say, as much as I want to go get my roles in today, today's not the day to do it. That I think yeah. is going to be the hardest thing to change is the everyday jujitsu athlete's passion to train all the time and want to roll. So And that's the same with probably MMA too. You know, It's really just a personal, you have to look inside yourself and say, do I trust the data? Is this in the longer run going to benefit me? Is it going to make me perform better? I think in some cases, and that's obviously what you're going to have to do, not you, but that's what you do have to do is show that, you know, right? You have to show that this is why we're going to take a rest day today because it's going to bring you back up to this level before your tournament, yada, 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 you know, but yeah i'm sure you already know that for some people that'll be the hard sell is like the, the 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 you know the software says you shouldn't train today or maybe not even a couple you know maybe you should only train two times this week or something mm-hmm. like that where it's like oh but at least it'll open people's eyes to you know to really understand what and find the levels that they should be at of training you know Here, consistency
1: Here's the other piece of that training, though, is that a lot of people that when they're in these really bad recovery states, they go in and they say, "Man, I had a hard workout." And it's not that they had a hard workout; it's just the the perception that they had a hard workout is there because they had no gas.
0: Is hard for that their particular push? Yeah, they can't push circumstance. Yep. Because and so for them, I was just talking to you about that before today. Before we jumped on here, is like, yeah, I today was the first time i got a couple rolls in but it wasn't you know for me it was training hard under my condition you know being injured and but i'm i sat there and i told you i was like i can't wait till i'm 100 percent like where i can really put the get you know but that's exactly what it is so that's what
1: it is and it's like well you know and and the thing is is uh you know i think of things in terms of of what you know take that same athlete, that same circumstance, he shows up, he wants to go hard when he's in a poor recovery state. now let's look at what the cost of that training session was. The cost of that training session is he's now further he's he's now further into a recovery debt that it's going to take him longer to get out of. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so now he's likely going to start Monday his next training cycle in a state of fatigue when all he had to do was go and just, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not one to take someone off the mats and, but go and, uh, you know, maybe don't roll, just do the drilling, just get your heart rate up a little bit. You can use, you know, this tech that I use is, is very unobtrusive. I mean, it is, it's tiny. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's one of those things where um, those workouts, those decisions that people make, where they're already in a bad state, and then they go, they go try to push hard, and this is the classic: "I'm just going to outwork everybody" type mentality. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to grind. I'm just going to grind through it. That has those workouts have a cost, an energy cost to them. And that debt gets paid one way or another, whether it's through, uh, injury, um, most times through injury. I mean, injuries happen when we're under fatigue most times, uh, like big injuries happen when we're fatigued. And so, um, and so to, to, to go back a little bit, I'm going to, I want to dive a little bit into what is heart rate variability and, Mm -hmm. and why it's. Because I've gone a lot into this stuff and I want to really dive into what it is that we're measuring here. Right. Um, so heart rate variability, a lot of people think of the heart as uh, a metronome. It beats the same boom, 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 boom. And the heart is not a metronome. Um, there are small little variances between each beat. So and that's what we're measuring. So um, to put it in scientific terms, we're putting we're measuring the R. What's called an R interval which is just one beat to the other and you measure the distance. And then you take that duration over time. Uh, the, the system that I use is I think two and a half minutes. So it's I when I take mine in the morning, it's literally, I just lay there for two and a half minutes and let it do its thing. And then it takes an average of those variances and it, cal- it does a calculation. Er, little, There's different ways to calculate this different apps do different, you know, Whoop I think it has some sort of they use theirs and Biostrap has theirs. What I use has uh my ha, ha, what the Morpheus system has theirs. Mm-hmm. Um none of them are more accurate than the other. There's just different ways to to derive the data. So um and then it spits out this score. So why this is important is um you're measuring the amount of stress that you're under. So you're measuring sympathetic and parasympathetic states. So when you have a higher heart rate variability, meaning there's more variability between those beats, you are more into you're you're shifting more energy into a a parasympathetic state, which is recovery and repair and things like that, which is good. You want to be in a less stressed state. Mm -hmm. Um, If you take, Uh, if you, if you don't see, if you see a low heart rate variability, uh, then that means you're shifting energy more into, to sympathetic. If you're shifting more towards sympathetic, that means you're spending less time recovering and doing your body repairing and doing the things that it needs to do from the training stress that you've just been under. Um, so that's why that matters. And there's some things, like so there's been a lot of studies done on HRV, um, HRV, I've I've written down a couple things here. HRV is correlated to uh, risk of death from cardiovascular disease, uh, cardiovascular health, cognitive function, insulin sensitivity, inflammatory markers, visceral fat. Um, It's an overall marker for aerobic fitness uh, and for overall life expectancy. So there's a lot of there's a lot of studies that are uh, have been done. In fact, they did one. Uh, with elite warfighters where they took these different scores between um, these elite warfighters going through their survival schools. And what they found is that these, uh, the guys that made it all the way through these schools had a higher HRV. Like I wrote this down because I've read the study. They had a higher, uh, they had a higher HRV when they were at rest and they had a lower HRV when they were under stress. So what does that tell us? That these guys that got through these schools were able to manage their stress better than the guys who didn't. So um they some the, these guys they perform better too. Have, they they perform better and that's right. why they get to the school. So they they are able to control their levels of stress and turn somehow they are better at turning on and off their parasympathetic states whenever they need to. And yeah. that's what That's ultimately what we all want to be like, because if, you know, I use this through heart rate monitoring and things like that, even in my own training, you know, when you get under a state of stress, what, what, what happens to your heart rate? It jumps up. Mm -hmm. So if you can have a signal, if you are already in tune to what your heart rate is doing constantly, um, you're, you're, you're automatically better at bringing your heart rate down, getting back into a. go from a sympathetic to a parasympathetic state and and then managing that stress so um lastly stress is stress so whether it's training stress life stress it it's it's a it signals cortisol Mm -hmm. all of the the stress response so that's why this is important especially when we jump into to tie this into jiu-jitsu this is important when we're when we're going into competitions when we're training on a daily basis, because this training stress, um, it leads to fatigue, it leads to injury, or it can lead to injury. And it's important for us to be able to, to to just know where we're at as far as stress recovery, and to be able to manage our workloads on a daily basis based on, on those types of things. And, and tech being able to see it is a great way to spark behavior
0: change, to be quite honest. Yeah. It's just, getting used to the tech and getting understanding the data. I'm sure there's like a, a burning in period being accepting of it, you know, being accepting that you're going to change your training and your recovery. Um, But once you have it, I think it's invaluable, right? I mean, it's like, once you have, once you understand, you know, I don't know how, and that's what I want to ask you next, but once you get into the program and you're doing it, it'd be great to know like exactly you i'm guess over time you would just get more and more dialed in on what Mm -hmm. it's like anything you're managing with your health you're getting more and more dialed in on what you can and can't do how long it takes to recover from this versus that and then start planning your training around it or, or with it um so either for yourself or like the athletes that you're working with how does walk me through like the whole thing like what do you What's, what, you know, what are the barriers of entry and how hard is it to manage this? And how do you have to, what do you have to do?
1: Uh, man. So for my athletes, the people that I've got using this Morpheus system, I, so these, this tech, uh, I think it, I think it, it comes out. I think they're putting it on their website next month, I think. So all my athletes that are using this, I'm a, I'm a coach with Morpheus. so I. I just send it to them. Um, it's 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 pretty low barrier to be quite honest. It's it's a mm-hmm. really thin heart rate monitor and a, a wrist like a forearm band. So the first thing is wake up, take your HRV reading. I see all of this data in my coaching
0: app. Mm-hmm. Um, so I so you do it through a Morpheus app.
1: Yeah, so through Morpheus. So the athletes have a Morpheus app. Um, and so all of their workouts, they just, you just open the app, you go through your workouts, you close the app and it, it logs the data on, on your end and mine. Um, so, and then, you know, I see all that data come through and that's, that's really it. I mean, if you have two and a half minutes in the morning, when you wake up to take your HRV and collect your recovery score and you can wear, wear a chest strap. Whenever yeah. you work out. Um, I've been wearing my chest strap in jujitsu. This this chest strap that I have now from Morpheus is the thinnest chest strap they make. The thinnest chest strap on the market and it also has um it also has memory. So it if you lose connection, it's constantly recording, recording and then it just uploads it whenever you're done. That's dumb. Whenever that connection comes back. So it's it's super cool. It's 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 really it's really high tech stuff. So do you um, wear
0: that under your rash card?
1: I'm wearing it under my rash card now. Yeah. So the only thing that I have, the only adjustment that I have to make, and I've, I've never had a problem with it since, uh, before I started doing this, but this was a suggestion that I got from, um, the guys at Morpheus is you can wrap athletic tape around it and just to make sure that the connection leads stay on, on the, the strap and that's it. I mean, uh, okay. it's, it's very, it's.
0: That, that's that's really it type thing. it's very
1: non-invasive mm.
0: um so, so you mentioned a wrist wearable plus a forearm yeah, yeah so it's so an optical what, st- so there's three different ones are they use for uh, different two. things
1: or it's two the, plus the, the chest yeah. strap this a chest strap and the forearm that's it the forearm okay. one i leave i leave it and all my athletes i tell everybody leave it by your bedside just put it on your nightstand because the only thing that that's for is for taking hrv that's it. You just put it on your forearm, boom, hit start, and two and a half minutes later, in your app in Morpheus, it, it'll it collects all that and it updates
0: your recovery score. Is that thing cordless, or does it have a cord on? Yep. It? No, it's cordless. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's and button. then uh, what, did I see a wearable for a watch too, or no?
1: No. Well, so oh, okay. that's actually the cool thing about Morpheus is that if you have activity tracking, and this is coming into the pillars really what the pillars are of recovery. And so a lot of people think recovery is just doing nothing. Sleep is a big part of recovery, a huge part of recovery. So is activity. So is nutrition. So is hydration. Mm -hmm. So is all, there's a lot of different factors, right? So uh, if you have an Apple watch or you have a Garmin or you have a, uh, maybe a Samsung watch that uses Google, Google fit or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I don't have any of those smartwatches, but my phone tracks my activities. So when it's in my pocket, I go for a walk with my dogs, all that, all that data syncs up with Morpheus and it just auto imports it.
0: So you don't even, you don't even have
1: to do anything. It's constantly tracking through Google fit is what I use. If you have an Apple watch, it can be your Apple watch. Yeah. And then it just sends that data back to Morpheus. You allow that connection to go through. Whenever you're setting it
0: up. So you just get additional inputs, which creates better data in the end.
1: Creates better yeah, decision so, making. Exactly. So so um, you know, you can see a good you can see your HRV go up based on oh, I went out for a, a walk with my dog and I got like an hour slow and low workout in, which is really great. Mm-hmm. You know, I had really good activity throughout the day. So um so you can see all these different factors start to really come together and give you a really accurate representation of what your physiology is happening. Like for me, like I say, it's, I get a good look at what's going on under the hood. Mm -hmm. It's legit. I'm looking at how much stress you're under, you're under with your heart. I'm looking at how much activity you have during the day. I look at how much sleep you get because one of the things that you, uh, you log your HRV, it gives you a three question questionnaire. It's how much sleep did you get? What was the quality of the sleep? And how do you feel today? Uh and how sore are you? So four questions. So you just it's like one through five, yeah. I think it is. And um that's it. So if you're you know So you, does that
0: is it is it tracking that as an input or just a yeah, additional So, so uh, wouldn't wouldn't like a smartwatch track your sleep and you'd, it, utilize you utilize that better? Or and it's you, a possibility?
1: Yeah, you can you can do that. It totally yeah. syncs up, but I see uh, inside the Morpheus settings, you can you can do all stuff manually. Yeah, if you need exactly. To. Yeah. It, it'll ask you how do you want to track your sleep. Okay. How do you want to track this? So that's nice. Yeah, it's awesome. So for me, I don't have an Apple Watch. I'm not tracking my sleep. Mm-hmm. What I'm using is a questionnaire of like, yeah, you know, how many hours did I get? And you know, I I go to bed at like some some days I go to bed at nine o'clock. You know, but I'm I'm tracking. You know, usually half an hour, forty five minutes after, because I I don't want to overestimate it. I got to get time to get to sleep, right? You know, and so I can. So it's you know, it's a little rate. less
0: uh, specific, maybe a little less specific. Yeah,
1: but the great thing is, is that I know, you know, for some people, it's you know on the uh, I don't have my phone on me. I, I try and go coming up to the screen on my data today, um, but what you can see on the on the very, the, the user interface is, it gives you how much sleep did you get? How much activity you had, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, if you're constantly reporting, or maybe it's from your Apple watch or a subjective report from like I do, if you're constantly getting five hours of sleep, six hours of sleep, you know, that's a great way. That's, that's an, something that you can make a change with. You know what I mean? So yeah. my recovery mm-hmm. score is low. I look at my, I look at my, uh, Morpheus and I'm constantly getting five hours of sleep.
0: Well, yeah. that's an easy, then
1: one. that's an, e- it's an easy, that's an easy one. That's an easy fix. Yeah. And really that's how it should be is, um, you know, you want the best bang for your buck. What's the easiest to fix. That's going to give you the best output and mm-hmm. sleeps one of them. So, uh um, you know, I know I've, Got athletes in this platform where it's, you know, I'm looking at, you know, one day of six hours. This <laughs> sleep's a big one that we all yeah. struggle with, you know, especially yeah. because we all, you know, it's, it's super busy. easy to lay in bed. We're busy. It's, and then when you go to bed, it's like, I want to catch up on some yeah. social media. You got your phone in front of you. And the next thing you know, an hour goes by and you're like, shit, man, I just lost an hour of sleep. Yeah. You know, and I still got to wake up at 530 in the morning to teach jujitsu or whatever mm-hmm. I got to do. Or trains you, you know. not so. I run out of
0: time every day. You know, it's, sometimes it's, I, like last night. I think last night I was like, "Oh my god, it's like nine forty-five already," and I knew in my mind I still had a, a lot of stuff to do to get ready for today. You know, like that was a weekend. Yeah, and I try to like get. I I say I get a lot, but I mean I try to at least get six hours, hopefully seven hours. But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes if you're not really tracking it, you just don't. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean it doesn't it doesn't register as much yeah I, I feel tired or something or maybe i know it in the back of my mind it's not that great but i think with the data i'm a data-driven guy too so mm-hmm. if you see that stuff and you're fo- it's like everything right you're focused on it you're Or you using, gamify it yeah you're using the tech you know exactly it's hard to ignore right yeah. right now i don't use it so yeah my my i have on my apple phone on my iphone it says you know it gives me a little, I have the nighttime thing where it it sets my, it'll give me a little alert. It's night, it's bedtime. Like, you know, that's on my iPhone. You can set that where you tell it how many hours you sleep you want. And so it gives me a little reminder. And I'm like, if I can get to bed before that reminder, that's great. You know? Yeah. But it's not like having all of this data and really wearing stuff and being super committed, which obviously is going to take some sacrifice for people to do. But the end result, it's it's one of those things, I said this to someone the other day, it's like, wouldn't it be, and someday maybe our kids or our grandkids will have this, I, I not someday, I think 100% they will, but in today's day and age, wouldn't it make more, we have so much information, but the, we do not have a dashboard of the number one thing and that's our health. If you really think about that, all the data and bullshit we know about so-and-so or this or that, we have so much information, we can... We all become historians on the internet. We, we know we're doctors. You know, there's, you know what I mean? There's so much information on the internet. And guess what? We can't find a dashboard like a car has that tells us where we're at with our health. And this, that's where this is going. That's what I'm saying is the extreme. Someday you will have, whether it's embedded or something, but you'll open your phone and it'll tell you exactly these things. Yeah. And people will actually make decisions off that someday, I believe. Yeah, I and mean, it's going to improve people's lives tremendously, and probably communities as as a whole. But because it's right there in front of you, and it's a reminder, and like you said, you gamify it, but it, it becomes more important.
1: Yeah, totally. It's, I mean, we're not
0: there yet, but I'm saying in future societies that can, that can be the norm. Where no, that is the number one thing you look at every day. It is the number one focus. We just don't look at us. Like it's hard for us. I'm speaking for a lot of people, but I can't even find a good doctor I trust. Mm. Like, how do you even find, you know what I mean? It's like, it's strange how we're so disconnected. Like, we have so much information, but yet again, we don't because we don't know how to make the decisions in, in terms of our longevity with it. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I, 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 I so I'm a, a firm believer in this, especially, I mean, what's the most important muscle in your body? It's your fucking heart. Yeah exactly you know you you we, there we're not here without it mm-hmm. you know your, your heart stops beating you're done you know and this H, hrv i mean i'm going to go through this one more time because I, I i think it's hugely important risk you know risk of death from cardiovascular disease overall life expectancy cognitive function insulin sensitivity Inflammatory markers, visceral fat, overall aerobic fitness levels, which, by the way, is how you recover. Recovery is an aer- is an aerobic process. Markers of fatigue and performance. I mean, if mm-hmm. you could track one metric,
0: that's for your that's life, a good one, yeah,
1: and be able to have a good idea for where you're at. I mean, you can. There's. Studies that have n- taken norms of, they have like age-specific norms for HRV, and so HRV drops throughout your your lifetime. But if you take, um, you know, if you take the if you take look at all these different age populations and how they've normalized it, you take the top ten percent of each one of those. It it shows it, like so. I, I wish I had the the paper and the study, um, but you take the top ten percent of those. And it's like, well, why are those people so, so high? And it's because they're training it. Yeah. You can literally train this. So one of the other things that I like about this system that I'm using is you can take this throughout. If you're doing your training the right way, not just, you know, you add stress, you recover, you add stress, you recover. And if you're working on specific things, the athletes that I put on this are people that come to me because they gassed out in a tournament, but what yeah. they're getting is something much more valuable uh, at the end of the day. Like I send them this tech, they're done working with me, but they're going to have this technology. They're going to see it. They're going to know how to use it. Yeah, And what they're going to be able to see over an entire, what they should see over a month, six months, a year, you should see your resting heart rate drop. You should see your HRV score increase. You know, you should see these trends of these positive trends and you can use this in how you do your, how you train your heart, how you train the most important muscle in your body. Yeah.
0: And it should be trained. S- so can you, I've talked to you about this offline a little bit. I'm going to have some testing on my heart done for some stuff I'm dealing with for like heart disease. So is this something that like you're speaking to me right now? I'm like, <laughs> you know, cause it, Uh, thinking about my heart and training and doing all this and not really knowing is this like a is this type of are they at a point where I can start looking at that data and make um, exercise based decisions on whether or not it's good for your heart like do they have long-term studies
1: oh yeah on,
0: on measuring heart attack against different levels and stuff like that
1: I don't know about heart attack against different like how um
0: Not with the training itself, but with like what your your um resting heart weight, that type of thing. Do they have studies where they can tell like that's what I'm saying. So this could help even that would give me a lot of information. This is
1: a this is a great way to look at overall heart health. Yeah. And this is on this. I need to get on this. So is why I'm like sign me up so uh so my 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 mom has a, a my my grandfather died of a massive heart and that's the thing about men particularly when, this is something i was talking to my buddy with men when they have a heart attack i mean men are men have heart attacks yeah. they drop dead from heart attacks um and my grandfather was one of those my grandfather had a massive heart attack and he just yeah he was done my mom has a congenital heart defect where there's a um, she's got basically like a she call she calls it a hole in her heart it is technically a hole in her heart, but she's got some cross flow between her two atriums from mm-hmm. when she was born, so there's a shunt in your heart whenever you're in the womb because you, your mom is shuttling right. oxygenated blood to the baby right so, but and when they cut that cord there is a flap that shuts it slams closed and then it heals so that it completes the entire circuit of the heart. Well, hers is what's called patent, meaning it's open. And so there's a little bit of cross flow between her two atriums, not, not the end of the world. Yeah. But for somebody that has a history of heart, it's a massive heart attacks in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting close to 40. It's like, well, I now I really need to, to take better care of
0: this. Yeah, exactly. And
1: if I can use this as a way, uh, I'm using this for, to manage my jiu-jitsu training, but I'm not going to lie. I'm using this stuff to track my overall heart health, heart health.
0: Yeah, because well, I, it's important I need to jump to on board because I'm in the same boat as you. I told you, I don't know if you remember, but I, I don't know if oh, I yeah. told you that, but my grandfather died of a massive heart attack at 50. And my uncle, his son at 53, who's my mom's brother, and I'm 47. And I have plaque in my heart. So I've already gotten that determined. So it's actually part of being type 1 diabetic. It's a very sad and unfortunate uh, side effect from having type 1 diabetes and the fluctuation of blood sugar. That fluctuation puts puts an extra toll, which is somewhat not even – I guess it's known why, but it's the fluctuation of my blood sugar over years puts more, adds plaque and stress to the heart. So these are things I'm just finding. I've been a type 1 diabetic for 20 years, but I've always managed the micro. Like I've always managed day to day. If my blood sugars are good, I'm good, you know? But I never, because I'm almost, almost scared, I've always not wanted to see the long term because long term isn't really good for type 1 diabetics. Traditionally, those are the guys the gals that lost feet, legs, went blind, died young. You know, medicine's mm-hmm. a lot better now and testing, but the reality is, it's is uh, living with this kind of disease. You're just your blood sugars are always out of whack, and that puts a tremendous toll on your organs. And so, actually, I'm going tomorrow to get uh, a stress test they're going to do two different back-to-back tests where I do uh, some type of exercise and mm-hmm. they're going to scan me again. I've already gotten like a, uh what's called a calcium scan calcium score. And I have like, for someone my age, I have a a pretty, I would say more than moderate or amount of like plaque buildup. So I don't want to be the guy that's like, everyone's, Oh, he looked healthy, you know, and he dropped out of a heart attack, you know? So I, this is all I can do: is be aware of it and get tested and see if there's some type of medicine or you know if sometime in the future they have to do some kind of medical procedure. At least I know about it, you know, and I don't want to be mm-hmm. the guy with the the widowmaker heart attack, you know, because that's what happened to two of my family members on my mom's side. Uh, my dad's side has nothing, so you know it's it is something in the back of my mind. But like when I saw my heart doctor, he's like, everyone in America has plaque. <laughs> That was the first thing he said to me. Because I think he knew I was really concerned. Um, uh, but it it wasn't it he wasn't he wasn't making light of it, but he just knows he wanted me to know that it is and it is, it's like an epidemic in America for sure. Like heart disease is one of the is if not the number one, it's the number two killer. Yeah. Um a lot of that is diet and exercise related, obviously, you know. It's our lifestyles. It are it's really killing us. So um this, having you even talked about it a little bit more today, because I've been, like I said before, I'm, I'm trying to get, I want to get the new Apple watch. I just need more data. And they were, they, at some point, maybe the next version of the Apple watch, they're going to do like continuous blood glucose monitoring for, mm-hmm. so for me, having that all the time is amazing for as a diabetic, you know, because right now I have to do that manually. I'm manually pricking my finger and taking blood throughout the day. Um, so I've just noticed I need to pick it up in terms of, hey, do I really want to live long? I can either ignore this stuff and just go about my life or I can start dialing in and making better choices. Even training, you know, it's kind of a concern. It's definitely a concern of mine. Jiu-Jitsu is not easy. Like it puts a tremendous amount of stress on you at times. And, um, you know, guys have had heart attacks on the mats. So... Yep. You know, so not to bring this down to that level of like, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, for most people are going to wear this stuff just to see your training, you know, and your, your recovery. Totally. Right. But I mean, I, for people I like me, it's going to take even more, make more meaningful impact, I think, um, because right now I'm at a point where I kind of don't know, you know, so they're going to go do a t- They're going to do like a, a stress test, some kind of treadmill test. Then they do like a scan. And then I do, I go in another day, the following day, and I just lay there for an hour and they do a scan. And I guess they measure the differences between the two and they can, at a very focused point, look to see where the particular plaque buildup is. Because it's one thing if it's spread out everywhere, it's another if it's like concentrated to one yeah. part. So that's, yeah, I'm actually going through that this week. So this is really like, Perfect timing for me. I, I honestly want to get started on something like this. And I think it'll give me just a ton of information for all different reasons, especially because I've been kind of injured for like the last year. And and I, uh, to be honest, I don't feel optimized at all. Like this is probably the worst I've felt in a while, just trying to recover from injuries and then trying to train here and there. And then, you know, working a lot is a huge part of the stressors. And yeah, right? I mean, Not getting sleep, eating like shit sometimes, you know? So I think for me, especially having that type of thing, because I've, I've done like some sleep wearables and stuff and I've tracked a lot of my training in the past and that's when I do the best, you know? Yeah. I think this is going to drive people to do the same thing It's just start taking care. It's like that with anything in your health, non-jiu-jitsu related, the more you're focused on it, like with diabetes, like I know my blood sugars, I'm dialed in with that type of stuff, you know, but there's so many moving parts with all this other stuff, you know,
1: totally. And, you know, sh- stress. Stress of life, stress, family stress, it. it's a big part of recovery. Yeah. You know, it's going back to what we were talking about, being able to shift over. But it being able to and I train this with my athletes, but being able to shift over into that parasympathetic state and getting your heart rate down. Like I can almost tell you now when I train, I've been doing this for so long. I can almost tell you exactly where my heart rate is just cause I'm so in tune with how my heart's beating when I'm training. Yeah. I can almost tell you exactly as I'm recovering, h- how fast I'm recovering and where I'm at
0: because without I've even looking this? at my monitor. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. I've been using this and, and, and you, you look know, at the data. Yeah. And so yeah. like whenever I, you know, an athlete comes to me, Um, To tie this all into how I'm using this as a way to improve people's conditioning, because that's really what people want. Like they're what what I'm, I don't want to say selling, but what I'm helping people with is, is their conditioning to to compete, which is what people want. But what I'm, I'm really doing and what I'm really trying to get people to do is I'm giving them the tools and I'm giving the ability to interpret a lot of this stuff and I'm giving them the app and I'm giving them the, the, the wearables to be able to track their entire and improve their entire lifestyle. Yeah. Because when you can see that the training that I'm doing, I'm getting a decrease in my resting heart rate. That's great. When you're all, all of the measurables that we've talked about, but you know, People want to compete better, and so that's what I'm, what I'm helping them do. But I use this same stuff, you know. When I'm, you know, I've put it on my Instagram. I'm doing Master Worlds. I don't know how I'm going to do. I know that one thing's not going to happen is I'm. I sure as shit know I'm not going to gas out. Yeah. And win or lose, I might get out teched by somebody. I might get out pointed. Somebody might out technique me. I have no problem with that. But one thing that's not going to happen is I'm is I'm not going to get out of
0: Condition, yeah.
1: And so the way that I use that is for a new athlete that comes on board for this. I go through a testing week. I test their entire cardiovascular system. I look at their heart rate recovery. I look at a one and a half mile run test. I look at a 12 minute, uh 12 minute run or a cycle test. Um, all that stuff has norms that people should be in. And you, then you use that. Now I have the game plan on things that we can improve best bang for your buck let's fix that and then let's retest in like six six or eight weeks yeah see where we're at you know that's and so, that's cool man that's gonna it's, be it's that's it's probably it's,
0: exciting too as a coach it's and, super, and, and it's, the person using it you got to see all totally. the progress or yeah
1: and it's measurable i mean yeah. and so i have them do the exact same test using the exact same equipment mm-hmm. and then it's like let's see and so uh you know not going in too deep into uh the systems, but like the physiological systems, but I know, like for me, I have a, a a huge hole in my uh lactic capacity and how I shuttle lactate, um, which is basically like when you're um when you're in basically in like a really intense high rate of work for a longer duration, mm-hmm. like where you're let's say you're doing um uh I don't know, like uh let's take an exercise like weighted step ups for 10 minutes right yeah that shit is hard but that it's like tons like i'm just it's concentric uh which is it's a particular type of um contraction it's like this contraction weighted over and over and your muscles just build up so much fatigue yeah exactly they're producing so much lactate and you can train your body to um shuttle that lactate and use that lactate better so you build a better capacity under high work rates of stress or high, high work rates. Yeah. How does that affect the jujitsu mats? Well, when you're passing for 30, 40, 50, 60 seconds on somebody, you're doing the same cardiac capacity as that same mm-hmm. exercise. So you can train those different physiological systems to get better. Yeah. And so then you take that over onto the jujitsu mats and you just Dial it in you, use this, you, you use the same drills, use the same techniques, and you just do it in a sport-specific way, which is uh, coming up in about three weeks is the f- next phase that I'm going to enter. I'm just developing, 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 and then I'm going to take this same stuff, put it into terms of, of jiu-jitsu drills. And then my last three to four weeks before in camp are all going to be like... um sports specific drills. So it turns that, it turns that, uh, turns really, it turns cardio into conditioning. That's how you do it. So that's dope. Um, and it's all data driven. And you're tracking recovery. I'm seeing you, you're, you're seeing that even on my data, I'm, I'm seeing that, that wave HRV goes down because I'm under stress and then I recover. So I know exactly how I'm, how I'm handling
0: everything. It's just pretty awesome. Is there, is there things you can, uh, Measure the recovery itself as well. So I know some of these things like you could enter, let's say you did cryo or something, or let's say you did get a massage or something that would move the number some way. It'll move your HRV score. Right. So you can yeah. enter those inputs manually as well.
1: Like the things that you're doing. Yeah. No, it's just going to measure through your HRV score. You, as long as you're doing those recovery modalities,
0: it will register so it, doesn't, it. It doesn't uh, register though, the event. Mm-mm. No,
1: it'll register the activity, but the actual HRV is just the distance between your heart rates. It's going to, it's the best score for like, so if you're, if you're training hard and you're doing cryo and you're doing these recovery modalities, yeah, you should be shifting back over into parasympath- parasympathetic and you should see that reflected in your HRV the next day.
0: Does that make that's, sense? That's exactly what I mean. But yeah. does it, does it actually say the, what you did? Can you track that? Like cryo or whatever. In
1: in so yeah, is that the activity you can? can. You can yeah, because in, in Morpheus you can write down, you can put notes on things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like, let's say uh, you do a manual entry, or let's say let's say that I took my HRV in the morning, and I go through my four question questionnaire. At the very bottom, it's got a note section. Okay, yeah. so I can put spot. Tr- I can put like total body cryo yesterday and then okay. like when you're when you're going through and looking at this data you can see the notes you can see your, all your training events yeah and then like you can be like okay i did the i did cryo i did this yeah. i did this i did this and so then you you start to see like you you should be able to start to
0: see your trends right on that stuff based on a subjective at this point it's just a subject not yeah. a subjective but it's just a correlation of a note yeah so exactly it doesn't n- necessarily have like any kind of I don't even know what the result, the reading would be, but I, t- I, so for example, uh, one of the athletes I work with, I don't remember what wearable he's using, but it's a sleep tracker. So I don't know if Whoop mm-hmm. does probably does, Loop whoop. does sleep. Yeah. Whoop. Does I sleep. think it's whoop, but he has a lot, he gets a lot of data and yeah, he, he, you could see on his app and it showed like he was doing week to week. And I think he, it's whoop. He started doing cryo with me and he, in, 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 on the damn graph it was cool like this is where he started doing two times a week of cryo and his sleep score just went through the roof like he started mm-hmm. sleeping tremendously better just from that and he's like i didn't change anything else i wanted to see what the he he wanted to see what cryo was going to do for him mm-hmm. and i said well one of the things it's going to do is just take down your inflammation people report that they sleep really well yep. it's kind of like if you go in a hot sauna those thermal or, or like an ice bath. People always report back they really relax. You get that blood circulation of the mm-hmm. blood, and you really sleep well on those days. It's actually the number one thing people say about our business when they return. They're always like, "That first time I did it, I slept like a baby." I mean, yep. to a T. So many, and I never even promoted it before. Now I promote it all the time. I'm like, it's the proof is in the pudding. I've had hundreds of people tell me this yep. that it I don't really notice. It. I do cry all the time, but I don't have a problem sleeping either. Like I, when I hit the bed, I'm like, I can just, I'm just crashed out. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that they actually use cryo to help them sleep. Now some people just can't sleep. But my point was, is really, so I'm sure that app is going to take in more inputs. Maybe this is a better example because my, my example was if you see the trend and you see like by the end of the week, you're needing to really have a couple days of recovery just sitting there, I'm sure that it's tracking your HRV, right? Um, if
1: it's Whoop, I mean... If, no, I'm talking it's about a, Morpheus. Yeah, yeah, Morpheus. Morpheus, Morpheus won't do it throughout the day. It's a one-time.
0: One time, that's in, the it. One
1: time or, in the morning. One time Or whenever you want. Or whenever you want. So you yeah, can add just, additional
0: inputs in there. Or no, no.
1: It, it won't allow you. It's, it's a daily a, thing. A, it's a one-time daily. Okay, so it.
0: let's say you took... So that was my point is if you're getting to Saturday and Sunday... And your score isn't where you want it to be. What would you do the next week? And how do you track that? I guess it would be a note or, yeah, whatever. I did. I, I this week I only sat on my couch or I slept all day or whatever. Maybe I went for a walk the following week or the week prior. See, so that's what I'm saying is how do you make those decisions on what you're doing for the recovery side, or is it just no? I'm not training as hard this much this week, and that well, in, a, in turn. Not- Totally. change that number yeah. in
1: the end. No, totally. I, I get what you're saying. For me, or that's like my, a
0: future, a future probably, they're probably going to develop more and more inputs like that, yeah, I would say. that.
1: I do know for a fact, here's what I do know from Joel Jamison himself is they are doing, they're soon to be, they're soon going to allow manual entries. So if you're doing jujitsu or if you're doing whatever, they're going to allow manual entries and to, morpheus so i know that's oh, coming, okay cool but it's not it's not in there yet so but what I does know it do now it
0: just tracks it as exercise
1: yeah it just tracks it as exercise so whenever i do my whenever i wear my heart rate monitor for jujitsu i just track it as cardio because it, it basically is just
0: cardio oh, and then if you do like a weight workout you just have a different category so it's just yeah basic there's a strength, categories yeah, right yeah there's
1: like strength there's strength yeah. training uh cardio or mixed so yeah. that's how i
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's going to literally so, have jujitsu in there at some point.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean, these guys are, they work with a lot of combat athletes. Yeah. So it's coming. They're just like,
0: it's new. It's, this it's stuff's new. all relatively new. Yeah. The other question I have is like, like you mentioned before, let's say you go walk your dog. Do you only wear the chest strap for the hard, like jujitsu or working, like strength training, hard workouts? Like, how do you get the additional input of a walk? Is it because you said you use your phone sometimes for the yeah. walk? Does that, does, how does that come in as data?
1: Comes in as data for, for this one. To, on the change uh,
0: of the HRV. It just. It,
1: yeah, it'll, well, it'll change your, uh, so for one, that data comes in through steps and monitor your steps. Or if you really want to get accurate with it, you can monitor, you can track that as if you're wearing your chest strap, uh, and you really want to know everything about that workout. You just track it as a new workout. So you can track as
0: many okay. workouts as you want throughout okay, the day. Okay, cool. That's kind of um, what I was getting at. Otherwise, yeah, it just so you, comes in as like a As activity. An, a, an additional activity. Yeah. And that's so not... That is, is or isn't... It, it doesn't... Because it's not it's checking It's factored your
1: into your recovery, your overall recovery score. Your overall recovery score for Morpheus is all these... So it's sleep, HRV, activity, and uh, training. So it takes all of this data... Okay, and it's algorithm, and then it calculates everything, plus all the things how you're feeling, you know how all, all the stuff that we've already talked about, right, and it calculates this it's very lifestyle based um but cool, you know when you're when you're looking at these things, you're training people have work stress, it should be lifestyle, your recovery should be a lifestyle based thing because it's not just training stress, it's work stress, it's kids stress yeah. it's Whatever other stress you're going under, that stuff all shifts you over onto this other side of sympathetic activity. Yeah, and how and it affects you how on both. much and affects both. you on both ends. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: So personal life affects you just as much. So that's right, Me- mentally, it, you know.
1: So that's how. So that's uh, to answer your question. You want to take your dog out for a walk? If you got a setup like I do, where it's just tracking your steps in your phone. Um, it just tracks it as steps and activity. If you really want to know what your heart rate's doing during that, and you want to see it, you know, you just track it as a new mm-hmm. cardio workout. Put your phone in your pocket, let Morpheus run, and then you have a new workout. So nice. and you'll and it, it, it either way, however you do it, it's still going to factor into for your recovery score. So if you get everything right after you're done logging, after your activity is over, or you're logging that recovery workout. However, you want to do it, uh, you you can watch your your mm-hmm. recovery score change based
0: on on those things. Nice. So it's 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 pretty great. I, it's exciting, man! I can't wait to see it's more of more results from your your athletes and yourself, and see how this run to the Master Worlds goes. And well, I can't guarantee
1: wins, and I can't guarantee that uh, I'm not going to run into somebody better than me. But I sh- I 100 guarantee. That I will not gas out.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's part of so, it. Right? You still got to train jujitsu. You still got to be good. You still got to work your technique, but this is going to help do all that. But to be um, quite
1: honest, this is, uh, to be quite honest, this is, um, you know, I haven't competed in a while since before, before COVID. So, um, I tried and tried and tried to find a tournament to kick the, the dust off with, couldn't, couldn't come up with anything unless I wanted to fly Charlotte or something. Yeah. It's like, that is not. Not doing that, um, oh, and hey. I was like, "You know what? But Here's the thing. Who cares? If jump it, back yeah. in, jump back into Ju- the,
0: the jump deep, back the deep in, end,
1: jump back in, jump back into the deep end. I'm, I know, I know how these tournaments run. I know how to do it. But I figure if I can outpace somebody, I'm gonna be constantly in the fight. If yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. If I can just, if I can just be a little energizer, buddy." And not have to worry about how hard I push or how, managing my, man, managing my, my energy. Cause I'm afraid I'm going to gas out later in the tournament or later in the match. Yeah. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in the, in the match. And if yeah. I lose, I lose, but at least it won't be because of cardio. So that's like my, uh, that's how I'm having to
0: put it. That's what I'm telling myself. Well, it's just going to benefit you greatly for your training. Yeah. I mean, if you're running on that, that a uh, high octane towards the end of training, your training is going to be better. You're gonna gonna be hitting your techniques better, you know. I mean, this it all goes together. So it's not just. I don't think you should look at it that way. Where you're gonna make sure you get this one piece. You're a skilled jujitsu athlete already. This is gonna increase everything. The only thing that you're gonna have is the nerves of not competing for a while. But that's it. You've done master worlds. I mean, it's it's another match for you. It's another match. It's a challenge for yourself. You're gonna you're gonna also have all this cool tech and a story behind it and really yeah. see some good results one way or another. You know, you're going to, even if you, like you said, you don't, you, you, you lose the first or second match, at least you'll know what that, what did this do for you? What did this run yeah. do for your, and and obviously a tremendous amount of insight into the next one. How am I going to do sure. the next one? You're going to feel even better, you know, less pressure yeah. and then more, more conditioning, like you said. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, it, I'm really excited. I am too, man. That's yeah. It's it's, it's coming.
1: Up. It, I, it's kind of cool, you know. It's uh, uh, it's a nice opportunity. I feel like it's a nice opportunity. You know, I've grown a lot since I competed at brown belt last time, so it's a nice opportunity to display some new stuff I've been working yeah. on, and so not really not, you know, it is what it is. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's a great challenge. Yeah. And props to you for getting out there. So, lastly this software and wearable is part did you say it was part of your program so if people sign up for this in particular they get they have they that comes with the cost of admission and all that stuff and correct you set them up you do the training all that good stuff yep
1: yep So i'm already writing the custom programs for people um i have all these techniques already you know in my in my my wheelhouse or in my 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 toolbox already Um, basically when somebody comes to me and they're like, I'm tired of gassing out on the mats, Mm -hmm. we talk, make sure you're a good fit, make sure you're willing to, cause the car, the cardiovascular system is different than, you know, a person I've said, this probably on the podcast, a person can, can lift a couple days and get some really good results over time. I mean, but the cardiovascular system is different. It, you have to, you know, four days a week is really bare minimum that you can do to, to train your heart. Um, to see good results. It needs lots of volume. Your heart needs lots of volume training. And that doesn't mean hard, high-intensity training. That means cardiac output training, getting your meaning, getting your heart to pump more blood to the vascular tissues. You want more mitochondrial, more mitochondria, which are energy producers throughout the entire vascular network. You want more mitochondrial density, so that means that they can produce more energy Um, So these types of these are the types of things that when you start looking at training your cardio, making your heart healthy, it needs lots of volume to make in order to make that happen. And so it doesn't mean you're getting on a treadmill and running as hard as you can for an hour. It means it might mean you're sitting on a bike for get your heart rate for 40, 60 minutes, sitting between 100 and 100 and 120 to 150, which is not a, Uh, a I mean, it's, it's, it's a pace that you and I can have a conversation, you know what I mean? But that is how you train cardiac output and that cardiac output, again, meaning how much blood your, your, your heart can pump out to the tissues. That is the basis of your cardiovascular system. So you can't have these higher level techniques. I was talking earlier about lactic capacity. You can't have these, you can't have cardiac power, meaning like sustained power through a long duration you can't have that if you don't have cardiac output right so when you start looking at how can i make these changes the very beginning thing is get your heart to pump more blood and get your heart healthier and that comes through cardiac output training so it's not necessarily getting on a treadmill and hitting it as hard as you can it is a lot of times lower consistency and lower volume and then finding where you need specific help and training those systems
0: also sounds great
1: i hope that was informative for some people. it was
0: great man i'm i'm stoked on it It sounds really cool so i'm
1: um, pumped on it too man i i i i I keep putting it on my instagram that i have tried (laughs) All of these wearables, I've yeah. tried Whoop, I've tried Biostrap, I haven't tried Aura. I think that's the only one that I haven't tried. I tried another one called anyway. It doesn't matter. And I think this is the most comprehensive system. That's uh, awesome. With with uh, not just comprehensive, but with accuracy. That's the thing that I like about this most is that um, the the HRV is is it's taken once a day. It's standardized. It gives you something to track, and you've got a, a good heart rate monitor to be able to like, to track your, your jujitsu and your cardio and all this stuff. And then you start Mm -hmm. putting it all together. And then when you, uh, whether it's through me, there's a couple other people, excuse me, that are doing this. Um, but you get a coach, they have a coaching app. They're able to see all of this stuff and be able to coach you through, um, the entire training
0: spectrum. Awesome. it's, It's pretty legit. All right, guys. Follow Wes. The BJJ Physio on Instagram, Facebook, he's going to be, it's a good way to see some of this. I'm sure you'll be sharing more clips. I love that. Yeah, I've
1: got more coming. I've
0: got more coming this, this week. Cool. He's so share some screenshots of the, the tech, the data, you know, I'm sure he's going to jump on and do some videos and explain what he's been going through at some point. Uh, Follow him, the BJJ Physio, reach out to him. And if you want to get, get your cardio, right. This is, this is the way to do it, man. This is like the forefront of it. So yeah, I'm bored. Anything else, Wes?
1: That's all I got. Um, it me a message. If you like, if you have a question about this stuff, um, uh, something specific, I can't ask, I can't answer anything specific to a person, but, um, I can give you some general guidelines. I'm, I'm happy to answer questions in DMS. I always try and give out free information. So if you can't find it on my Instagram, shoot me a DM. And I'll be happy to answer your
0: questions. All right, guys and gals, have a safe week of training. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes, he'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, jujitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, rollunion.com. Follow on Instagram, at rollunion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.